Hey y'all, I'm Melanie Red, and I want to welcome you to Ordinary Women, Extraordinary God. We're part of the Love We're Finding Network, and we're here to encourage you to laugh without fear of the future. Thanks for taking the time to listen in today. We are blessed and honored that you have chosen to join us. And before we jump in, I want to share a sweet podcast review that we received recently. I've been asking y'all to share reviews, and one of my friends took me up on it. This review is from our friend, Wren Robbins. I'm loving the short monologue episodes. Melanie offers godly wisdom and puts courage back into us as we listen. I'm thrilled to be able to hear from Melanie each week. Thank you, Wren, for your review. And if you want to leave a review, I'd love to mention your review on our podcast. So let's get started today. I was thinking about my birthday last fall and what my daughter did for me. She gave me two of the most beautiful gifts. I opened a gift bag to find two small yellow, gold, and white boxes. On the outside were the words, Kendra Scott. Inside one box was a pair of lovely gold hoop earrings. In the other was a long white gold necklace that was accented with about 10 oblong black stones. Both are beautiful pieces, but I especially love that necklace. Every time I wear it, I feel special because my girl gave it to me, and I also get compliments on the necklace. It's just beautiful. It's something I'm proud to put around my neck. Did you know that the Bible talks about jewelry? There are many verses about jewels and jewelry, but I want us to look at one of my favorites today that mentions a necklace. It's in Proverbs 3.3, and this is how it reads in the New Century Version. Don't ever forget kindness and truth. Wear them like a necklace. Write them on your heart as if on a tablet. Also listen to the New American Standard. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. This year, we're spending our time working on improving our relationships and how we love others. Can we love like God loves? Can we share the love of Christ with other people? In 1 Corinthians 13, we're told that love is patient. We talked about this last month, and I'll share the link in the show notes if you want to go back and hear that one. But today, we come to the second characteristic of love, and it's this. Love is kind. In Proverbs 3.3, we're told to put on our kindness necklace. We're instructed to bind kindness around our neck and write it on the tablets of our heart. And then in the New Testament, there's a lot more instruction about kindness. One verse that many of us learned as children is Ephesians 4:32. It says this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Also, I love the imagery of Colossians 3:12. It says this in the message, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, and discipline. So the question is this, what is Bible kindness? I mean, what does it really look like? And how do we wear it and put it on and add the kindness necklace to our lives? That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, I want to remind you that our friends at Love We're Finding make this podcast possible. Love We're Finding is supported by generous gifts from people who are blessed by our ministry. And if you'd like to help the ministry to grow and flourish, we'd like to invite you to get more involved. To discover more and join us in taking this ministry all over the world, I'll add a link for you. You click, you learn more, and I want to thank you in advance for joining us. Now, let's look a little bit more at Bible kindness. Now, I want to get the world's perspective first, and then we'll talk about the Bible's perspective. If you look up the word in the dictionary, this is what you read. Kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Synonyms are things like mercy and compassion. 
Anonyms are things like indifference and disinterest and coldness. All of this is good, but what does the Bible mean when it says to love in a kind way or that love is kind? What does it mean when the Bible tells us to bind kindness around our necks? I looked up this word in my word dictionary, and I found that the Bible word in the Old Testament for kindness is the word kesed. This word is one of the most important words in the Old Testament. Why is that? Because this word describes God's heart. God's faithful, loving kindness is central to his character. Our God is totally full of love, mercy, compassion, and kindness for us and toward us. The word kesed is also the word that's used in Lamentations 3.22, where the Bible says, It's because of the Lord's mercies, his kesed, that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. Listen, our God is rich in mercy toward us, rich in kindness, and rich in love. And because we are his followers, we are supposed to be totally full of love, mercy, compassion, and kindness for God and others. God is kesed to us, and we are to be kesed to others. So how does this play out? I mean, what does this really look like? Let's make it practical. I want to tell you a few things that kindness is not. So you ready? Kindness is not sappy. It's not fake. It's not syrupy sweetness. It's not just Southern manners. It's not put on, as we say. It's not just, oh, bless your heart. And it's not only for the nice ones of us. Listen, some of you are ready to give your excuses right now about being kind. For example, you might have the family origin excuse. You may say, Melanie, I'm just a realist. I'm honest and straightforward, just like my mama and my grandmama. In fact, all the women in my family are pretty blunt and honest and straightforward. We tell it like it is. That's just the way the Smith women are. Or you may have the personality type excuse. You may say, Melanie, I took one of those personality tests and I'm a cleric. We are blunt honest and straight to the point. We go after what we want, and we really don't have time for all this sappy stuff. Or he may say, I took that Enneagram test, and I'm a number one on the Enneagram. I like perfection, and when I don't see it, I just say it. I like to call things like I see them. All of this talk on kindness is a waste of my time. (laughs) Or you may, like some women have told me, have the my life is hard excuse. You may say, no one's really being kind to me. I have nothing to offer. Do I really have to focus on this right now? You know, it's funny. I was thinking of a story. I got to speak at a Christmas event a few years ago at a large church in the area, and I was asked to speak about the gift of Jesus at Christmas. And they, ta- they told me, they said, please talk about giving the gift away and being generous at Christmas. And so as I began to speak, I let them know what we we're going to be talking about that night. And the pastor's wife was seated right next to my adult daughter. This was so funny. I didn't know till after the event was over. But when I said that we were going to talk about giving and being generous, she turned to my daughter when I started and she said, I have nothing to give and I really don't want to hear this tonight. <laughs> Maybe you can relate to her. I think all of us have times where we don't want to give, be generous or be kind. Pastor Adrian Rogers once said this. He said, God loves us just like we are, but he also loves us too much to leave us this way. And so because I care about you, I can't leave you in the I don't want to do it category. So let me give you just a little nudge and let me make this concept of kindness really, really simple. For you see, I believe that so much of kindness is just done in simple little acts of love. Kindness is the text message you send when someone's on your heart. Kindness is a big hug for no reason. 
Kindness is noticing someone got their hair cut and saying something nice about it. Kindness is looking someone in the eyes and listening while they're talking to you. Also, Bible kindness is noticing when someone is hurting and asking how they're doing. Kindness can be saying thank you and expressing gratitude. Kindness is giving a little extra tip to your server or to that person that brings the groceries to your door. Bible kindness is not monumental, but it is memorable. Bible kindness is just taking that one extra moment to make someone else feel noticed or special or important. One of my favorite quotes about kindness comes from Maya Angelou. She said this. She said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Now, I've got a great story for you to illustrate kindness. And this comes from years ago when we lived outside the city of Atlanta, Georgia. My husband and I led a young married Sunday school class, and we had the most amazing group of young couples. We loved the experience. We loved that class, and we loved those, those couples. However, my husband got offered a new job, and we were going to be moving to another city, and we had to leave that church and that class behind. And as we were going, they threw us a going away party. And they shared stories of what they remembered. And, you know, when they said they were going to do it, I thought, well, they'll talk about all the great lessons we taught, all the things they learned from us. But you know what was funny? Most of the stories that they shared were about their personal relationships with us and how we treated them. There was one man in particular who shared a story that's always stuck with me. He focused on one memory of us that greatly impacted his life. We'd been playing volleyball as couples out at the church outdoor volleyball court. And instead of using sand, that church had hauled in this huge amount of peat moss to cover the bottom of the volleyball court. It was like little sticks and pieces of wood all over the volleyball court. And that day, when we were playing volleyball, this young man was particularly aggressive in his game. And at the end of the game, he realized that he had lost his wedding band while he was playing. So we all began to look for it. We searched all over the place for about two hours, kicking up that peat moss, bending down, going through, looking. Nobody could find the ring. But my husband would not give up looking for the ring for that young man. And eventually, my husband found his wedding ring. And, you know, as we were having that going away party that day, that's what this young man remembered. He remembered that an older man was willing to search for a couple of hours for a wedding ring with him. What did my husband show that day? He showed God's kindness. He demonstrated Kessid that day. And I believe that's what people all around us are dying to see and hear and feel and experience. They want to see the kindness of our Savior and how his kindness has changed our lives. This week, I want to encourage you to get that kindness necklace out of your closet or out of your jewelry box and put it on. Wear it with every single outfit. As you wear it, look around and ask God to give you the eyes and the ears and the heart to share the love of Jesus and be more kind. Pastor Adrian Rogers put it this way. At the end of the day, we may not feel like being kind. Our human nature is a roller coaster ride of feelings and emotions that don't always align with the fruit of the Spirit. However, God's kindness can flow through us no matter what the circumstance. I've got a great visual for you to take with you this week. A friend of mine shared this story, and I want to close with it today. She said she was teaching little preschoolers in Sunday school, and they were using glitter for their craft that day. And one particular little girl got very excited about the gold glitter. 
This little girl got gold glitter all over her paper, all over her clothes, and all over everything else. And as she left the classroom, there was gold glitter in her chair and on the floor around where she had been. Everywhere she walked, she left a little trail of gold glitter behind her. After church that day, as the preschool teacher was cleaning up in the sanctuary, she found where the little girl had been sitting during the service. In that little preschooler spot on the pew was a whole bunch of gold glitter. Because that little girl had gotten so overwhelmed by the gold glitter, she couldn't help but spill it and share it and leave it everywhere she went. And that's the way it ought to be with the kindness of our Savior. As we get overwhelmed and excited about God's love and mercy toward us, we can fill up on Him. Then as we go out into the world, that gold glitter of God's love ought to spill out onto every person and place we go. There ought to be a trail of gold glitter of kindness falling behind us. When people sit where we've been, they ought to see little piles of kindness and mercy and compassion. That's what Bible kindness looks like. May we spread it around liberally, just like gold glitter. Before we go, can I ask one quick favor? Will you follow the podcast? If you're on iTunes, you go to the little banner on the top right and click it. That way you'll know when there's new episodes. You'll just get reminded or get a notification. On other podcast channels, you can also follow or subscribe. You don't have to give your name. You don't have to give your email. But what it will do is it will give you a notification when we have a brand new episode. And so that would mean a ton to us if you would do that. And that way you can keep up with us as well. Remember as we go, we are ordinary women, but we are pursuing an extraordinary God and He is crazy about you.